Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Today's episode of The Instance is brought to you in part by SeatGeek and the SeatGeek app. Get a $20 rebate on tickets by downloading the free SeatGeek app and enter the code INSTANCE. That's $20 off with the code INSTANCE from SeatGeek. And by Doghouse Systems at doghousesystems.com. Right now, if you use the code FROGPANTS, you get a free 480 gigabyte SSD drive. That's 480 gigs of SSD you wouldn't have had otherwise. Go to doghousesystems.com right now and use the code FROGPANTS when you check out for your hot new gaming rig. You're listening to The Instance. Everybody, welcome back to the instance. This is the instance episode 446. I'm Scott Johnson. I am joined today by Willie Dales Gregory. Recently back home. Well, I shouldn't say home. Home is now where your heart or where your hearth is. But uh, mm-hmm. you were back in San Francisco. How was your trip? No, no, no. I'm in Texas. Yeah, you're in Texas now. I, I went back. I went back. To San yeah, yeah. How'd it go? How was yeah. the? You have a good time. What happened there? Out yeah, there? It, was, it was a good time. I got to see a lot of people play some golf. Uh, go to two Giants games. Hang out with. With family, yeah, all of it was good, except all of, for when I got punched in the face. <laughs> yeah. That was bad. We've heard tale of this. In fact, it was last week's yeah. show. I think it was breaking news when we were we were on the air. We're like, "What? Dills got punched?" And anyway, <laughs> yeah, right. we, we were trying to like internet sleuth this yeah. and uh, figure out exactly how how everything went down. Yeah, yeah. There's no record of it on the internet, but uh, essentially, it was a you know, it was a a, a person who apparently was unhappy with me when I wasn't aware oh. he was that unhappy with me. One of those so, deals. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, sucker punch from behind. Never, I, I don't think it's ever happened before. Actually, being sucker punched, but you know, first time for everything. Well, can you, and you can't, and it's not one of those deals where you can say to people, "You should see the other guy," right? Like nothing, nothing really came of it. No, I mean, yeah, yeah. He was a, he was like a bouncer, like a big guy oh. at, a, at a bar. Shit. Yeah, he's actually, uh, he's actually dead now. <laughs> <laughs> can't see the other guy because I took him out. You should see uh, the other guy's yeah. awake. It, it, it was, wow. it was. There was no situation where I was going to then return fire. Yeah, I'll just say that. I'm just glad you're all right. That's the main thing. I heard. Yeah, yeah, totally I, fine. I heard that. I got nervous. I texted Jurius. Is everyone all right out there? He said, "Yeah, everyone's cool." I said, "All right, we'll we'll be able to sleep tonight." Yeah. Uh, speaking of sleeping tonight, <laughs> I don't. There's no transition here. Garrett Weinzel back on the show. Second week in a row, man. What's going on? How are you? Oh, you know. Well, actually, speaking of sleeping tonight, I didn't do a whole lot of that last night. Why is so, that? What are you doing uh, up I, all night? What are you doing in the night that's making you stay up? Oh, you know, listening to the lulling sounds of a chihuahua snoring. Oh, that's not good. Nobody likes that. It's not really the ambient noise your doctor recommends for relaxation. Uh, <laughs> but it's uh, it's good to have you both here. I got to make a quick comment or a, a note here about somebody so that my wife, my wife's friend's husband can freak out. Apparently, there's somebody named Alex who listens to the show. And my wife works out with his wife. And he doesn't believe that there's this connection and I always think it's funny that anyone thinks this is cool. So I'm going to say, hey, Alex, what's up, man? Uh, there you go. It's true. You're, we're the show you thought we were. So there you go. Enjoy that. 
Here's the news. You guys, we have a ton to talk about today. Uh, some of it WoW related. <laughs> I would say I feel like I say this every week, but uh, until we get that expansion, things are a little bit uh, light. But there's stuff to talk about. I want to get this out of the way early because it doesn't affect me at all with my 400k gold or so. But the uh, the gold cap in Legion will be raised to 10 million gold. Uh, so thanks a lot, one percent. Uh, screw the rest of us with our pedd- piddly amount of money, barely making it by. There's people out there with 10 million gold. Uh, are either of you in the camp of having to? <laughs> do you check into the game once in a while just to see how your money's doing? I, I have never been one of these gold maxed players. Um, uh, there's been points where I'm like, yeah, I'm going to do it. This is going to be the expansion where I'm loaded and I buy whatever the heck I want, but yeah. uh, it never happens. Cause yeah. then I, I, I get uh, really bored really fast trying to play the auction house. Still seems like you were always pretty good about, I don't know. I mean, n- yeah, but never to the point where the gold cap ever mattered to me. Yeah. Um, and also once I would have a good amount of gold, I would just buy something. So, right. right. Well, that's, I mean, like, when I was doing it, I would have an, I'd have a goal in mind. It was like, I want that flying golem yeah. thing or I want, you know, yeah whatever i wanted i think the last time i really really cared about it was this is this is forever ago was the friggin uh the the mount you could buy stuff with that was it oh yeah oh right the that, um, that's forever ago yeah yeah, yeah that oh, was, once geez, you had that, that, was, that uh, it was like hey what i got, I got everything i need that was ages well, ago not even pandaria there was one of those in lich king wasn't there yeah the, the mammoth yeah because the, the, yeah, i bought it in dalaran yeah, and you bought yeah. it. We we all benefited from it or something. Like I think you. Well, yeah. I mean, you could repair at your mount and all that kind of it, stuff. And like, it was super handy in Old War because there were a lot of places. Like especially in the beginning, you could mount because yeah, it was you technically could mount, Yeah, so you basically the, click the little teleporter, go back there, you can mount up, and then everybody. And there's lots of places you could actually mount in Old War, but yeah. After that, and that was sixteen thousand because you also had to grind rep, mm. uh, and it started at twenty k, but then you got a rep discount. That's really the last time I actually saved up money and cared. Yeah. Other than that, it's like you just have money. Gold just you just have it. It's just there. Sure. To like buy stuff if you need it. Yeah. But I I do know people who have gotten to the gold cap and it was kind of like a weird number which basically had to do with the integers that worked out, you know, based on uh the ones and zeros. Yeah. Now I guess what they've made it a nice round number. Yeah. Give us, you know, 10 10 million. Um 10 million gold. I feel like right. you ought to go sp- spend some of that like it's just sitting there people if you've got that kind of gold what are you yeah. doing with it i guess you're paying for game I, time you know i'm of the mind that i don't even understand hoarding money in real life but i definitely <laughs> don't understand hoarding gold in world of warcraft yes or alliancing money for that matter you don't you don't take it with you right so no, you know no nope. get the stuff you want especially yeah. if you cancel your account that gold stays right there buddy it's not going anywhere yeah. Anyway, that includes by the way anything in the um uh, guild bank if you are the guild master i guess uh, no, how does that work? That can't work that way. There's something. That, oh, I know what it was. If you uh, any money you have anywhere in the game, if it's uh, part of the, I guess in the guild you can throw, you can put your your some of your money in there, right? And if you, yeah, I don't know how that works. I forget. It's been too long. But anyway, it's like ten million total. If you hit the cap, you're screwed. Don't earn any more gold. Yeah. Good luck to you, everybody. Uh, you're fine if you have ten million. You're fine. You can't earn more gold, but you're fine. Yeah, don't worry. I, say, I don't think that's really a problem. <laughs> Not really an yeah. issue for for people. There's nobody getting to ten million. Like, ah, I can't earn more. Oh, I would like to transfer this to the Bank of Diablo. Thank you. Do you think people yeah. are still doing like behind the scenes gold selling on servers like Earthen Ring, where if I had ten million gold, I could. I mean, it wouldn't be, it's not terms well, of service, but couldn't I sell a bunch of gold to somebody for real money and try to not get in trouble for it? And, 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 I mean, yeah. technically, there's nothing stopping you. <laughs> well, you uh, could just a, sell it's, it's it for... Against the, it's against the EULA. Yeah. But, yeah. yeah. 
you could, but you, I mean, at this point, gold is literally game time now, right? So, right. Um, sure. Did you, do you so, so, and we haven't really addressed that whole token thing in a long time, but, um, is anyone else doing that? Like, I, I guess some people are doing that. We know people in the guild, like Roe does that. He pays, pays yeah. for the game every month that way. Yeah. My old, uh, my old college roommate, Mike, I don't think he has paid for World of Warcraft in like eight months. So, so knowing that, I mean, I feel like nobody's talked about this. There's there hasn't been a lot of talk from Blizzard about it, obviously, but nobody else seems to be talking about it either. I wonder if since then, since the token was introduced and people could literally not pay real life money anymore for the game, we keep talking about how they're half their population of you know five million players that are subscribed to the game. How many of those are this status, and therefore are they making less money than even we think they are at, at the sort of half population from where they were at their peak at twelve? Like, no one ever brings that up anymore, and I don't know. I mean, there's no way to know because we don't know the numbers. We don't know how many people are actually paying with gold. But I, I assume that it's not enough yeah. to ding the bottom line too much or they wouldn't do I it. I don't think so. It's got to be a fairly small percentage because it it is something you have to work at. Um, you know, you have to earn. It, it's quite a bit of gold you have to earn every single month. Right. And it's not just like, oh, I go out and do some dailies and right. I'm good to go. Yeah. It's, you know, it's it's literally taking some time to do it. So. Yeah. And that's you know, price- Rose is a smart guy. Rose plays enough that he can do stuff like that. Right. If I were to do it, I would. I would feel like I'm spending too much time on this and not on what I want to be doing in the game. Sure, so. sure. That's, that's exactly where my head is at as well. Yeah. yeah. I mean, my game time is limited. It's it's split, split across a lot of games, a lot of Blizzard games now. So when I get into World of Warcraft, I, I don't I don't want to have this another like kind of artificial uh, requirement that I feel is placed on me to to keep up with gold so that I can keep my subscription rolling. I'd rather yeah. just pay the fifteen a month. Yeah, it's a, yeah, it's yeah. a value proposition, and I like that some people experiment with it and mess with it and, and and kind of gain the system and find ways to make that easier for them. But I just, I don't know, it's not in my, it's not in my life now. I can't do that. No, it, it's it's great, though, that it's an option now. And it's not, you know, something you have to go to some shady website to, to make happen. Um, because there was a time where you could do something like that or you could be the shady party yeah. and be getting away with this. And now it's just all officially sanctioned, and that, that feels good. That feels right. Sure. Uh, so in the meantime, go to scottjohnson.com and I'll get you some gold for 50 bucks. Just kidding. Don't do that. It's against the U.S. <laughs> uh, Chairman, Chairman brings up a, uh, sorry, I was just going to say, Chairman yeah. brings up a good point, too. Someone has to buy that token in the first place to sell it, and they're 20 bucks. So, yeah. Blizzard's well, still making their money plus an extra $5 for every one of those tokens that exists. Oh, I guess that's true. Do that. Yeah. Because the original value of the item that you have to purchase with, with the gold still had an original price and it may get passed around and its value may change, but Blizzard still makes money. I hadn't, told, right. I hadn't really considered it that way. So maybe it doesn't matter what the percentages are, but you just don't hear anything about it for a while. That was all there was to talk about with why I was like, what's the, what's the token price at this week? It was like stock market stuff. And it, it was, it was mind blowing. Cause it was, I mean, wow. Was that last bastion of the successful subscription MMO uh, and the fact that they were they were giving you this this option of uh, playing for free using in-game currency. I mean, it was it was big news. Did you have to say last bastion and make me feel sad that I don't have Overwatch anymore until the fifth? Did you have to say bastion in that sentence? Yes, I did. I did. That, that was the entire thing. Or or bringing up uh, the indie game bastion. Oh, yeah. You know what? That game's all right, though. It's pretty good. Which yeah, apparently, pretty uh, yeah. apparently, the narrator of Bastion was the uh, the inspiration for the innkeeper in Hearthstone. No way, really? Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. Ben Broad brought it up in a tweet recently. Oh, really? wow, that's cool. Should have had yep. him do the voice. That would have been all right. Um, yeah, I'd have been into that. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Anyway, yeah, Overwatch. We'll talk about that later. I'm having withdrawals, honestly. <laughs> it's been a little rough. 
Uh, let's see. Let's talk about these private servers again. Uh, Blizzard responded between the last time we spoke. And um, I'm going to read this whole thing because I think it's it's interesting. Uh, it came from J. Allen Brack, who put this in the forums. This is in response to all of the hullabaloo about Nostralis, or however you say it, being shut down. 150,000 players, apparently, uh, now without their vanilla home. And um, <clears throat> a lot of people saying, well... It's because it gotten the head gotten so big, and we'd made comments in the show that you know Blizzard has to protect their IP, and at the same time they have in the past made comments that you know people think they want classic stuff like this, but they really don't, and people take a lot of offense at that. Anyway, um, and I know we've all had some thoughts on this recently. Dills, you had a nice string of tweets yesterday. I'd love to discuss some of that, but I'll read this first and 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 uh, see what Blizzard's response has been. Says we want to let you know uh, again. This is in the forums that we've been closely following the Nostralis discussion. And we discuss, or excuse me, and we appreciate your constructive thoughts and suggestions. Our silence on this subject definitely doesn't reflect our level of engagement and passion around the topic. We hear you. Many of many of us across Blizzard and the WoW Dev team have been passionate players ever since Classic WoW. In fact, personally, I work at Blizzard because of my love of Classic WoW. We have been uh, discussing classic servers for years. It's a topic every BlizzCon and everything, or excuse me, and especially over the past few weeks. Uh, from active internal team discussions to after-hours meetings with leadership, this subject has been highly debated. Some of our current thoughts, why not just let Nostralis continue as it was? The honest answer is a failure to protect our intellectual property and infringement would uh, damage Blizzard's rights. This applies to anything that uses WoW's IP, including unofficial servers. And while we've looked into that possibility, there is not a clear legal path to protect Blizzard's IP and grant an operating license to a private server. Uh, there's probably a path, but when he says a clear path, I mean, he's probably right about that. Anyway, we explored options for developing classic servers, and none could be executed without great difficulty. If we could push a button, all this would be created, we would. However, there are tremendous operational challenges into integrating classic servers, not to mention the ongoing support of multiple live versions of every aspect of WoW. Uh, so what can we do to capture the nostalgia of when WoW first launched? Over the year, we have talked about a pristine realm, and this is the thing I want to talk about the most. This would turn off all leveling acceleration, including character transfers, heirloom gear, character boosts, recruit a friend bonuses, WoW tokens, etc., uh, and access to cross-realm zones, uh, as well as group finder. All that stuff would be turned off. Uh, we aren't sure whether this version is a clean sl- uh, version of a clean slate is something that you would appeal to the community, but it's still a topic for discussion. Uh, on another note, we recently have been in contact with the folks who operated the Nostralis server. They obviously care deeply about the game, and we look forward to more conversations with them in coming weeks. You, the Blizzard community, are the most dedicated, passionate players out there. We thank you for your constructive thoughts and suggestions. We are listening, Jay Allen Brack. All right. Nice big long response. Um, they they responded exactly kind of how I thought they would. Like A lot of people think this is a simpler solution than it probably is. Uh, everything's a lot more nuanced than than people on the Internet think it is. And I think he addressed that pretty well. But let's just talk about this idea of pristine realms. Does that solve the problem? And, for example, Dills, you had said yesterday, if there was a vanilla server that you could hop onto and check out, you totally would. But then yep. you said, I don't know how long I'd hang around. And I think that's, yeah, a, yeah. that's a really important point. So explain, kind yeah. of explain what you mean there. Well, there's a lot of, uh, you know, I've watched some of the videos that people have put out about this. And some of them are just, they're just rants, essentially, just crapping on blizzard itself um which is to me just an insane way to look at this whole situation it's like it's like uh you know it's like someone gives you like ice cream and you you want to 
uh, you know, vanilla and they gave you vanilla cream. And you're like, and you like rage at them. You're like, dude, you got ice cream, man. Like you had wow. Blizzard gave you wow. It doesn't exist without them. Right. And you wouldn't have all these awesome memories if they didn't make the game that you thought was so awesome. And then to act like they somehow owe you the exact experience that you want, that you remember, um, is just to me like kind of crazy. So I hope the discussion starts to evolve into a more constructive one after this response from Blizzard because this response is really, really measured and really, really, like they're coming at people saying, we hear you, we get it, we're not ignoring this problem. And, you know, it, if it's even a problem, I mean, look, it's a problem to some people, obviously. It's not a problem for a huge number of people that I think, you know, the, the numbers don't bear out that it's like the entire player base would suddenly go up to like 10 million again or something if if they had these servers. So I just want to like make sure that like the people who have these discussions need to start having them in realistic terms. Yeah. And yeah, I would play a vanilla server in between content stuff for a little bit of fun. You know, things like if you could run classic AV again and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Those types of things might be really entertaining. But those would only be entertaining to me in small doses. And I think a lot of people are, are, are the same. Uh, that they would be entertaining in small doses. They wouldn't be something where I would go grind characters out from 1 to 60 over and over and over again. You know, buying my mount at 40 and, and then, you, you know, grinding all of the, the raids and everything like that in 40-man raids. Ugh. I think a lot of people think that because it took so long, it was more content. It was just content that took longer to complete. Right. And people remember it as being more content, but it wasn't more content. It just took longer to do the less content that you had at the time. Yeah. And that's it's funny because I keep seeing this argument about how much there was to do. And it was really just no, no, it just took a long time. The bars filled really slowly. Yeah. And yeah, that's I, you grind. If you a compare lot. if you compare vanilla at launch to any of the expansions, I mean, yeah, you had two continents versus just about every expansion since is one. But I don't think that's a fair comparison because you're looking at expansions sure. versus the base game. And base yeah. game should, in theory, be the single largest piece of content you ever see. Um, th th I mean, that's that said, I mean, you're you're absolutely on the right track there, Bills. I mean, there's so much stuff to do in WoW now. I mean, if, if, if it really if, is. If I, I don't think there is an argument that there's not enough content in WoW. I mean, you could play the whole game just like Pokemon. If all you wanted to do is just pet, battle pets, there's a crap ton of content in there if you just want to battle pets. Mm -hmm. um, but if you're like us and you like dabbling in a lot of different things, which was what originally drew me to World of Warcraft, I don't necessarily think that has gone away. It's interesting. Uh, no, it there, there's well, a there's a poll on uh, MMO Champion asking if people would play vanilla servers if they were made or pristine servers if they were made available. And pristine meaning the way J. Allen Brack broke down how these might work. Yeah. Um, about well, half. Pristine it's about is essentially the game as it exists now with its current systems, right? But without all of the the speed up bonuses that they've been giving over time, which is you know the the smaller amount of XP it takes to level at earlier levels. Uh, how mobs have changed and they're difficult. Like they're basically talking about like t like tuning things back, mm -hmm. but not doing what I think people ultimately are complaining about, which is they literally just want vanilla WoW without everything else again. Yeah. That's what they want. Like mm -hmm. they want they want to put in talent points one by one, and some some talents take five points. Mm -hmm. You know they they want all that back. You know. Yeah. Um, and Blizzard's, think, Blizzard's approach makes more sense to me if they ever did pristine service because basically they're not they're talking about a much lower 
barrier to entry as far as operational costs go. Because basically you're just mm-hmm. saying, here's the current build of the game. Turn off all the acceleration. Turn off all yeah. the stuff that is not connected to the actual content of the game and the systems of the gameplay, and there's your pristine server. I think that's a reasonable idea. But I think that people... I'm already seeing people rebel against that idea. Like, it's Well, it's not, not what they enough. want. That's, right. So I, I also want to point out that I totally understand what these people want, and I understand that that they're not necessarily wrong for wanting it. They're just wrong in the way they're going about it, and it's turning a lot of people who would be supporting this idea off. And that's what happened to... like. I was looking into this. I was like, okay, I hear you guys. All you guys are talking about this. We talked about it on the show coming from just the point of, okay, they shut the server down, having not been someone who played on the server, understood that community deeply. Mm-hmm. We just kind of talked about it from that point, and then people started talking more and more about it, and I was like, okay, I, this is there's clearly a community here. I should look into this. So I started checking out these videos, and like people are just... <sighs> just shitting on blizzard that's what these videos are and it's it is really upsets me because i'm like yo i'm a fan of world of warcraft just as much as anybody out there but i understand that blizzard is the the reason it even exists in the first damn place so i don't understand this whole mentality of blizzard sucks blizzard's terrible your game is crap like if you don't like the game now that's fair that is a totally fair assessment yeah. uh but what you need to do is you need to talk about why you want this and not why blizzard sucks and if you can do that, then you might get somewhere. And the fact that Blizzard's still even paying attention just speaks to how level-headed they're being right now. Yeah. Well, uh, it looks like that that that's happening. I mean, yeah, the 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 most uh, vitriolic of voices is going to sadly rise to the top just because it's, a, it's sure. the loudest volume. Yes. But there's plenty of people who you know were in the inner workings at Nostalrius or however the hell you pronounce it. Um, <laughs> I mean, they just tweeted the Nostalrius uh, 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 Twitter account tweeted two hours ago that they're having a meeting with Blizzard on Blizzard, Blizzard campus. Yes. Oh yeah, yeah. No, and I'm sure, you know, Blizzard's, Blizzard's never been. Like they've never shut thing. themselves down to these sort of things. They've always been yeah. open to communicate and discuss. And it's so easy to put up an angry YouTube video without any context, without actually reaching out, without trying to make dialogue and i and i'm with you bills just irritates the hell out of me and it makes me yeah, sad we're not telling people you know don't be a voice of dissent that is yeah, fine don't but be passionate like, that's not what i'm saying clearly yeah. the people who are getting who who are are part of nostalrius who are getting a meeting with people at blizzard on blizzard campus they are clearly not the people who are screaming into their webcam at the top of their lungs mm-hmm. uh they're obviously people who are more level-headed they did something who, about it right like yeah. they wanted right. the, they wanted the game this way and they actually did something they put time in they didn't just complain and yeah. wait for someone else to do it right yeah yeah, yeah. i mean i personally i would be really interested in something like this but for for i think everyone it's for different reasons right we all have a different thing about world of warcraft that we are nostalgic about, mm-hmm. uh, and, and 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 you know, for 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 me, uh, I, I missed out on forty man raids. I started playing in vanilla, but I did not hit sixty uh, until Burning Crusade launched, and I missed out on forty man raids. I would love to go back and see that, and not, yeah, I could go do it now, but we're all overpowered, and it would be a raffle stump. Mm-hmm. I yeah. would love to see it like in its in its natural, like with the old talent system, with the gear that existed then. Yep. Um, but hey, maybe with the graphics that exist now, because that game looked really busted, you know, back yeah, in the day. It did. Yeah. If you went uh, back and did it now, here's my prediction, though. You you go back in there and you do a 40 man raid and you do it with all of the the systems that existed then. You're going to come away going, well, not going to pay that per month because that's <laughs> kind of sucks now that I look back on it. Like, I'm, I'm telling you, the rose colored glasses that people have for vanilla are rosy, rosy. And I don't listen. I don't want to 
diminish the fact that, that vanilla was a huge impactful thing. Like when WoW came out, we were all blown away and the world of video games was changed forever. It does not diminish any of that. But you've all got... I could point to a thousand studies about what nostalgia actually is in the human brain. And you have got a very weird picture of that. Now, some of these, that being said, some of these people in that community would say, Scott, that's not why we love it. It's this reason or that reason or this reason. There's a million other reasons. And I don't want to blanket this or black and white paint it because obviously it means something different to everybody. But that's kind of my point. Like, it's not just about those raids. If you guys remember, we got molten core back and we all wanted to pull our eyes out and eat them. It was awful. It was well, a bad yeah, experience. But the thing is, that's true for most of us, but there is a community of people who were just playing on Nostalgia and playing all the time every day. Right. And they, it wasn't rose-colored glasses to them. They literally liked that version of the game better, and they wanted to play it. But the, the funny thing is what they're doing is, is essentially you know, the vanilla portion of the game. So there's no, you know, once you, you've gotten like all your gear... There's no more raids coming out. Like that's it. Mm-hmm. You, know, you got to the end of Nax. Okay, cool, man. That's it. Like, yeah. There's nothing else coming out. In a, uh, but that's still <laughs> what they want. They'd rather just grind another character and do the same thing again. But so those people exist that it's not rose-colored glasses at all. For most of us, we remember it fondly. We'd actually log in and do it, and we'd be like, "Oh my god, no." <laughs> but but there is this subsection that is very very passionate about this particular version of the game, and that's what they want. And pristine servers are not going to make them happy. Yeah. They're a step in the right direction. They're at least Blizzard acknowledging this. And that would be something that some portion of the player base would want, but that's not really what these people want. Sure. These people literally want to go back to the exact same systems, everything the same. Well, this is and my... I, I will acknowledge at the game right now, and I talked about this, we, me and Patrick had the whole back and forth a few... Sh- uh, maybe it was like even a month ago at this point, but yeah. um, where the, the problem that I see with the game isn't necessarily all the new content and new systems, it's a couple of things like like queuing and, and stuff like that and maybe flying and the things that make you never leave your garrison or Orgrimmar. Those are, the I think, what are the problems I, that are actually so systemic, same real page. problems. Yeah, you know? yeah. I, I'm so on the same page with you. The world feels so small now. Yeah. Um, and it, like to, to me, like I was really excited when we got dungeon queues, when they originally came out. I'm like, oh man, this is... So convenient. Dungeon running mm-hmm. was my favorite thing, but I feel something has been lost from the social aspect of what an MMO is. You know, they, we've lost them massively in that acronym. Mm-hmm. And we don't uh, get it the same way everyone else gets it because we're an AIE. Yeah, <laughs> so it's we, different. We have a yeah, constant group. Where we don't we can, understand yeah. necessarily that feeling of, oh my God, everyone is gone. Yeah. Where are yeah, the people but, now? But, but because I, we but log I, in and there's a giant green wall of people talking all day long and yeah. all night long. Yep. Yeah about anything and everything, and we still meet up and do things with each other. And that's a special situation. Everyone can be a part of it, but, you know, everyone's not. Yeah, and, and they had, what they had at Nostralis is they had, they had that kind of thing. They had built a yeah. community that was, that was meaningful in all of those same ways. And, and it kind of goes back to my entire point. I, I, I do not deny that there isn't a, at least in their case, a hundred and something plus thousand people who want that experience. Clearly, there are people who want them. But there is this percentage problem where it's a very small percentage. So for Blizzard to fully support it means throwing a lot of resources towards something that has no real payback for them in the large scheme of things. And they have shareholders to appease and they have a larger business model to appease and all those things matter to them as a business. So they can't just throw everything at it like that. At the same time, can they just make exceptions and say, well, Nostralis, you guys are cool. You go ahead and run your private thing and... We'll, we'll take you at your word that you're not going to mess around with something or screw something up or fiddle with our IP in ways that 
that you say yeah. here at this table you won't. Like they just can't. That's a that's a legal mistake for them to make, even if they are as genuine as ever over there. Even if they everything they promise is from the heart. That kind of handshake deal doesn't exist in corporate world today. So I guess what I'm saying is I don't know why people are so vitriolic and shocked that Blizzard has to take a stance like this. What they should be shocked about is that Blizzard not only has to take a stance like this, but then are still willing to meet with them, to talk to us, Mm -hmm. to discuss it, to have internal meetings, to talk to higher ups and to have these conversations. Like we just this idea that they're just sitting around going, these chuckleheads with vanilla again, what are we going to do now to put them off or tell them to go away? Like that's not how they operate up there. Yeah, no, they they never really have. But the the funny thing is the argument that I was seeing over and over and over again was that somehow these classic servers would save World of Warcraft. I kept seeing this argument in all these videos where they would say, you know, we've got all these petitions signed and even some of the really level headed ones. You know, we got all these all these uh, we've got all these signatures on our petitions. All these streamers say they're going to play. And uh, if you bring this back, oh, man, all those people are all going to subscribe again and they'll, you know, they'll save World of Warcraft. And it's a 200,000 people or whatever signed this petition. Mm-hmm. And it's, you know. I don't know, a handful of streamers who are very popular. Soda Poppin has been very vocal about how he wants this stuff back. Yeah. And he's like the top WoW streamer. But that's not saving World of Warcraft. Like I, I don't understand why they don't see that there's still millions and millions of people playing the game. And a few hundred thousand more people doesn't suddenly boost you back to Wrath numbers. It just doesn't. Yeah. So they, they need to make their argument more level-headed and more rational. And it they will come through. I'm telling you, I'm not disagreeing with these people in any way about their want for these servers and their want for this game to be this style again. And a small off server that does it that does it well would be awesome. Yeah. It would be great. I'm still so convinced. Blizzard has to look at the bottom line. And I'm yeah. convinced Blizzard wants in the in the long run. We talked about this last week, Garrett, a little bit. In the long run, they want to have their games preserved. They're not interested yeah. in making a game, having it play through, and then throwing it away. They're, they brought classic games back. They have entire jobs at Blizzard now that are all about maintaining and curating that sort of thing. There's no reason in my mind that Blizzard couldn't view WoW and its incarnations in the same window. It may not be today. It may not be in five years. But at some point, they're interested in preserving their game as much as we are. Yeah. And Blizzard right. would never want to half-ass this, too. Right. That's the and thing. I- Right. And I think what it is, is it's, it, it, you know, they said it in their response. It's a lot of work. They're going to have to dedicate a lot of resources. I'm sure if this was something that they were thinking of when, you know, World of Warcraft launched and they were like, no, we should preserve every previous version of this for archival purposes. Sure. Uh, it probably would have been a little easier going forward. But the fact is, it, it, it probably would be a huge undertaking at this point to do it and do it right and do it to the blizzard level of quality that we have all come to that's the other thing exactly and and as you said they're not going to half-ass it you can name another company in the video game world who puts who likes to put out games that have any problems with them at all who won't polish them so shiny that you feel like the alpha you're playing is a released ea game uh or better than that even like that's just their mode you can't tell them to change their corporate model you can't and not corporate model their 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 whole motto is around make that thing so good that we're not releasing it if it's not we'll cancel multi-million dollar projects before we release them that's the company you're asking to half-ass this or to just throw an old build out into the wild and let it go like you're ask, it's like asking i don't know it's like asking a uh i don't know i can't think of a good comparison it's like asking a cat to jump in the lake 
It's not going to do it. That's not where they go. That's not where they spend their time. So it's not, that is not, that part is just impractical to me. And you can say all you want about, oh, well, then they need to change their culture. Well, all right, take a 25-year-old company who's found the utmost success in what they do and tell them to rearrange their core valued thinking just so you can have vanilla wow is a really weird thing to ask yeah so i want to address someone in the chat just said why would you argue against this because it doesn't save world of warcraft i'm not arguing that it won't save world of warcraft but first of all world of warcraft doesn't need saving it's actually doing better than any other mmo still to this day and the other thing that i'm saying is all these people are treating it as a certainty that it will bring back millions of subscribers it's like this this argument is just like cut in stone. Just we know exactly what this is going to do. It is going to bring back all these people. We don't know that. We do not know that. Stop using that as a fact that you are citing. That is your opinion. That is your wish. That is your hope. Yeah. Treat it as that, and I will listen to you. The moment you just start pulling facts out of the air, I just stop listening. I right. just turn around. I go, yeah, okay, we don't know that, dude. We don't That's know That's what you think might happen. You can't say, oh, it will definitely do this. You cannot say that. You also People you, might come back, play it, and be like, oh, my God, this is even worse. I'm out of here completely. If, anyone, if, anyone, has, if anyone had sure knowledge that it would, t- and by the way, no one's ever defining save World of Warcraft. Does that mean get it back to 12 million? Okay, let's assume that's the bar. They think that, the, that saying save World of Warcraft means 12 million subscribers again. All right. So now that we have that <laughs> fake truth that I pulled out of the air, too, sure. let's, say, yeah. let's say that that's the goal. If anyone on this planet would know whether that was possible, probable, or reachable, it's Blizzard that would know it, not some schlub who loves Vanilla WoW sitting in his basement like me. I'm not going to know. How the hell would I know? I have nothing to base that on except that I love it. So if I love it, that isn't a reason for a giant company to make a huge decision like this. And Mm -hmm. they don't have... those, those Those aren't raw numbers. Those aren't leading indicators. Those aren't market shifts. That's a guy who wants a thing. So, yeah, and that that is how you should be making your argument, though, too. You should be like, I want this. I'm one of the people who want this. I put my name on a petition. This is the number of people who want this. That's what they should be saying. And instead they're saying, it's going to do this. It's going to do that. It's going to be amazing. Yeah. Everyone gets whatever. You know, it's just like it's they're, again, they're again, selling. Again, I, I wouldn't necessarily focus on that aspect because you're focusing on the worst of a community. And if you do that yeah. with anything, you're going to land on insane stuff like well, that. Well, the best so. of them are all meeting privately with Blizzard next week. And, and exactly. That's, sure. and, that, and, and I'm so glad that that exists. And I'm so glad that that's even happening. And I want to make this one point really clear. And Dill said that I'll just reinforce it. On the show, we... We support this idea 100%. How you get there, I don't know. But we support the idea that the thing you love can be a thing you can have. Nobody's mm-hmm. denying anybody that, I don't think. I mean, you can say the Blizzard's denying it to you, but you know, it's a little more complicated than that. But we're not taking the side of Blizzard on this. I don't think it's that cut and dry. I think there's a lot of complicated things in this. And these latest developments and Brack's response uh, services that notion that this is more complicated and more nuanced than just a simple yes or no so so i i guess what i'm saying is if you're gonna because we're gonna get emails about this we're gonna get calls about it and that's great happy to field them but don't just be pissed and say we're in blizzard's back pocket because that's we're, we're all i'm trying to do is say and i think dills is saying this and i think you're saying this as well garrett that it's a little more complicated than that and if you've got whatever your your thing is whatever your whatever your um your desire is Talk about that desire. Push for it as hard as you can. But saying things like it's going to save World of Warcraft 
is such a weird thing to say. It's such a weird, non-defined, giant, weird, nebulous cloud of weird to me to even say that. <laughs> yep. Yeah. So don't say that. No, I, really, I, I am a huge advocate for it if for no other reason than uh, to preserve something that was really important to me. Yep. Um, and that that that's that's where I kind of end that end that point. Well, just, I I probably yeah. wouldn't play it a lot, but I still want the option there. I want it preserved. This needs to yeah, it'd be fantastic. Need an option. It needs to be. I need to be able to have that option to go and re-experience these old things. Because I can go. I can go pick. I can plug back in my Super Nintendo. I can play Super Mario World. I cannot easily legally go back and play Vanilla WoW. You know, it's a bit like you, you two angry chickens. It's a bit like uh, wild mode in a way, you know, like what yeah. if what if they gave you a server <clears throat> that just said or a set of servers or whatever that just said all bets are off in here. You can basically choose a slider and slide it all the way from vanilla up to current content. And it's just a giant sandbox and nothing counts. And it, it's a little buggy it, and, you know, whatever. You could do that. Yeah, and, and that's um, if you go back to uh, Jalen Brack's comments, that that's that perfect scenario. That is if we could push a button and have just a perfect answer materialize. I think that's what it is, because where do you draw the line? What about after you get your vanilla server? What about all the BC heads? What about people like me who are like Lich King was the best it's ever been? I want a Lich King server. Yeah. I mean, at, at some point. And, and that's what it is. And that's I, I don't know. I'm just reiterating what we've already said, which is it's a very complicated matter. It's not as cut and dry as some people, some streamers, some YouTubers are making it seem. Uh, and there's so many things to factor in to see uh, if you're Blizzard to figure out where you're allocating your money, where you're allocating your team members, what you're putting effort and time into. I can't think of anything else, but I want a Lich King server now. So thanks for that. That's all I want. You're welcome. I'm going to demand it. I'm going to say that I'm going to say it's going to save WoW and I'm going to get signatures. You watch. Let's uh, <laughs> let's start a petition. Lich King yes. all the way. Uh, pre uh, what's what was there? Was, there was a patch toward the end of that that I hated. The one with the dragon. Yeah. Uh, pre Ruby Sanctum. Yeah, that was lame. No, oh, it was geez. a Ruby yeah, Sanctum. Ruby Sanctum. That was the worst. Was that was that the one I'm thinking of? Yeah. Yeah, that was terrible. It was a final. You know what's worse than that though? Not getting any content for over a year. <laughs> yeah, well, that's true. I would take at this point. I would take a Ruby Sanctum right now yeah. just to just to go in there and do <laughs> something. Just, but uh, yeah, you, you I, think I encourage I'm back pocket. <laughs> yeah. I encourage everybody to uh, to go to this forum and just read through some of the comments, and you'll see like why. Like I, I'm not trying to say like you know, and and Gary, you you made the point speaking to like the worst portion of this crowd. Uh, you know, is is maybe a waste of time, but it's a very, very. It, I can't tell if it's the minority or majority right now, mm-hmm. because of how much, like literal, just toxicity is coming out of the people who are saying that they want the servers, and the people who who are part of that community. If you're listening to this show, I encourage you to please tell the people that are on your side to settle the f down and start just having a conversation, because all of it is just accusations baseless just facts that they're spouting out of nowhere as if they understand completely how blizzard servers work 100 percent in and out guys you need to rephrase your argument and you'll get many more people on your side yeah. many many more people will be on your side but it's like it's they're alienating people yeah um and it's bad so you you guys can get what you want much easier if you just do it right please because yeah. you're not you like know. i said like gary said we're we're advocates here we want this to happen Absolutely. Yep. We understand the nuance that's behind things like this, though. Yep. And you should, too. And and make better arguments. And it'll, it'll happen. I you. want that alpha server I was on back in 03 where talents <laughs> were a thing you had to... It was weird. Talents were super weird in the alpha. They were nothing yeah. like and they turned into. So I want that uh, that old female troll model back. 
See, here's the thing, though. That's everybody might have their moment in time that they want, and then that's the problem too. It's like you can't please everybody, right? Because yeah. you know what I want? Ugh. I want my old fifty twenty one Hunter build back when I was just doing bestial wrath twice in a row. Mm-hmm. That's what I want. Yeah. <laughs> I want that specific moment back. I want weapon. so bring give me that. You give the other guy when paladins were super op for a moment. You give the yeah, other, you know I, what I mean? Was about to say, yeah. <laughs> can, I, can I have the the the? I think it was was it the the patch just before Lich King at the end of Burning Crusade where retribution paladins and PvP Red just paladins became an unstoppable killing machine? <laughs> give me that. Thank you. They're just one shotting people left and right. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Like uh, everyone's gonna want their 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 moment back. Some people want vanilla. Some people want PC. Some people want wrath. You know. Eh. Yeah. It's just it's it gets a little bit com, you know convoluted. So yeah. For me, it's settled down. For me, for me, I'm happy just to fly down to those places and go. Oh yeah, I love this place when it was, you know. And then I'll go back to do whatever I got to do. It's <laughs> yeah. fine. It's fine. Uh, let's get to uh, this. Uh, we got some movie details about the movie, the Warcraft movie. Came out of PAX, and uh, director and some actors all sat down, and Duncan Jones uh, laid out a lot of details. I captured out some of the more I think prescient ones that uh, matter more to our discussion. Uh, ben Foster was interested in spell casting. This is the actor Ben Foster. You know him from 310 to mm-hmm. Yuma and uh, freaking Angel and the terrible X-Men movie and some other stuff. He's great. Great actor. Uh, said he was very interested in spell casting and the team came up with visual and audio language for spell casting. Was really committed to getting all the details right. Uh, very curious about how that stuff will be portrayed if they're trying to make it game-like or if they're just making yeah. it cool i don't know what that means uh, i hope they are because it's gonna be really disappointing for the, the core fan base if it doesn't feel like warcraft you know yeah. i hope a uh, channeling bar appears at the bottom of the screen <laughs> i want it to be like vanilla so it's a little jerky yeah and, uh, i wanted to also show like how much lag i have currently so i know yeah yeah a little red bar to spell. represent yeah. your, your ping yeah it'd be great <laughs> oh yeah will this movie have add-ons that's what we want to know um there's <laughs> i don't like also... the ui of this movie yeah <laughs> <laughs> I need a sexy map. I need sexy map on here. Thank you. Yeah. How much damage I'm doing compared to the rest of the people in the theater and that kind of thing. Yeah, I want when a, when a guy gets hit with a fireball, I want a big glowy number to just slowly rise yeah, above. Yeah, I, want, I want a visual indication of crits. This sounds great. <laughs> I'm all in on everything we're talking about here. See, um, someone will do this, though, when the movie actually comes out. And oh, released, you know it. Someone yeah. will take the movie and then put UI stuff on top of it. It'll be sweet. I'd be shocked if that isn't in one of the trailer rehashes already. So yes. I, I, I want to see the, uh, the the guy that treats it like his bad PvP highlight with some cheesy metal music in the background. And then you, you do the slowdown when the crit pops up. Yes. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I want that. All right. Good. I don't think it's sequel. You got to wait for the sequel. Uh, there's a month-long orc camp where all the actors were sent and they learned how to move like seven-foot-tall, 600-pound orcs. So they actually like uh, went all in on that. It's kind of like when they do a military movie and everybody goes off and does kind of a version of basic training, except these guys had to pretend to be orcs for a whole month. Uh, let's That's see. Awesome. Took several weeks after shooting to get the first Orgrim shot with effects. Up until then, the team was very nervous about how orcs were going to look. So they ended up working with the dude at ILM who did all of the um, uh, the Hulk stuff for the first Avengers movie. I don't know ah. the second one. And um, that's some impressive Hulk. So... That's that makes good, a lot of sense. It's good news, right? Like big hulky dude, looks like. I mean, you, they, uh, yeah. We all saw the it was two BlizzCons ago the 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 test shot or the test scene, right? With yeah. the with the was it no it wasn't Ogrim it was um, Duratan Duratan yeah Duratan. Mm-hmm. I mean the we we've talked a lot about how I think all of us are a little trepidatious because it looks pretty CG happy. Yeah. Um, but those those uh, close up shots where you're really seeing like the 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 emotion and the, the facial expressions coming through on those orcs. I mean, it is, it's damn impressive. Yeah. 
So if you liked the way the Hulk was handled in that, or those Avengers movies, you're probably going to be happy here. Um, I don't think, I mean, they're not going to be rage-filled beasts who don't talk, but it'll, uh, or don't yell smash, or whatever the Hulk said. You're, you're right, they'll be rage-filled beasts that have conversations. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They're worried about their family, that sort of thing. Uh, let's see, uh, the person that came up with orc language for the movie is also the person who does languages for Game of Thrones. Happens to be a Warcraft player, which is kind of nice. So that's cool. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, the other connection is the music's being done by the Game of Thrones uh, score writer guy. And apparently, Ooh. this is good news for fans of Russell Brower and all his people at Blizzard. Even though they didn't do the music directly for the film, I guess the score incorporates uh, very familiar riffs from historically popular yeah, Warcraft music. So yeah. that's, that's good. Exactly what I was hoping to hear, especially after our discussion last week of the uh, the robot sex soundtrack that the current trailer has. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the trailers are making me real nervous, man. <laughs> I, I do not like, you know, I you just don't want to hear smack my bitch up while, uh, <laughs> <laughs> while watching Warcraft characters fight. I no, just don't want I it. agree. We talked about it last week and hated on that. We do not like the uh, use of it. I like that music all by itself, but I don't like it in my Warcraft movie. Um, the I international trader is better. To appeal to non-Warcraft players. It's and really it. good yeah. in the Matrix, yeah, and that's because sure. it fits. Yeah. yeah, It's all about uh-huh. fitting. And I know a lot of other trailers are doing this, so I don't want to be too critical of it because they're all doing it now. A lot of them are. Even the ones that don't fit. But, uh, yeah, it's it's a poor choice. The international trailer was much easier to to take sure. it was much more yeah by the way i'm a little surprised at some of the stuff where it says you know they're working on orc language yeah. for the movie yeah. and i'm like did we not already have orc language well did they not already have a lot of this stuff nailed down i think or are they just now going like oh we don't know what orc language sounds like i think all we ever have was Loktaro gar and you know Zuck, there Zuck. was other stuff in there but i mean sure it's not a huge wealth of stuff but how much orc language is going to be in the movie well, I hope it's all just garbled <laughs> language like when you're in a PvP zone and one of the other yeah. faction talks and it just looks like garbage. That'd be really good. It might I'm be a curious. good way to set apart the different orc tribes. Like maybe our our lead, like Duratan and his orcs speak English, but maybe you know other orc tribes speak orcish and we're dealing with subtitles or something just to, yeah. to you know set them apart in an audio I just fashion. hope it feels World of Warcraft-y because yeah. no one ever talked orc to me and I was supposed to understand in the game if, either. If I know? don't hear an elf uh, tell me Ishnu Allah, I will be left down. <laughs> well, there aren't night elves in this, right? They're the high elves or whatever. Um, yeah, they're seen like for half a second in one of the trailers. So I don't know what they no. talk like, if they're any different or not, if the old language And they're is... in Dalaran, and Dalaran's already flying. I have so many questions yeah. about what's going on. I don't know if it's a flashback, is why is Dalaran already in the air? Or... Yeah, well, he says this. Um, there are moments when the movie differs from the lore in smaller ways to make it a bit uh, make it a better movie. That's a quote from, from Duncan Jones. Uh, it doesn't scare me as much as it probably would have a few years ago. Yeah, who cares? Yeah. I don't care. I understand the movie can't be exactly one-to-one. One yeah, the, the orcs yeah. and human stuff, for, for all its innovation in the early 90s, was not that great. I mean, story-wise, it was just kind of there. It was like big dudes fighting humans. Here we go. Build the town. Do the stuff. Like, there's nothing really there. So the fact that they're having to expand on that and incorporate a lot of the stuff we know from World of Warcraft is, is I think I want that. I think yeah. you know. I mean, you guys not... saw the the photo uh, that the director tweeted out of the Alliance mailbox. Yeah, that was great. I'm like, that's that that instills a lot of faith in me. I'm so happy that that's a thing. That you know what it would have been? What would have been some better? Some point, though? someone needs to dance on top of. Yeah, it, I was right? gonna say like a dancing naked gnome on there would be great. <laughs> that's your uh, that's your post credit sequence. Yeah, just in the background or something. Just a little nod. We we just need stuff like that. You think we're gonna see like a a gnome at all 
like just walking around someplace like in the background or something in this movie do you think we're gonna get any I cameo be surprised if the answer is no but mm. i also wouldn't be surprised if the answer was yes i think it's you can go either way because we're, we're talking about all these funny references and wouldn't it be cool if but at, at the same point too don't we kind of just want a good dramatic movie do we do we yeah no we do we, d- we don't want service. constant e- yeah the constant easter eggs is that's that's for easter <laughs> you know i don't want it all up in my movie constantly but yeah you know i also like the idea that there's a grand tradition with Blizzard and now Legendary of never showing a gnome doing anything outside the game. And I kind of like that they would keep that alive and never show a gnome. So <laughs> take that, gnomes. <laughs> uh, let's see. They said, um, he, uh, where are we are? Oh, Clancy Brown rides a frost wolf in the movie. So that's cool. Uh, <laughs> I'm really excited about that. Uh, I guess in the when they were making the movie, they made a blue rocking horse for him for the for the capture stuff. And uh <laughs> Pulled that like had crew members pulling him through the scene on this thing, which sounds rad. I can't wait for the uh, extra features on the DVD. Uh, let's see. He recognized that human uh, heroes versus orc villains was not the right way to do the movie. That's why we have a much more sympathetic sort of orc side. That original that original game was just, you know, the orcs were just the the villains straight up. They, yeah, they, they were like Zerg. Bad, yeah, straight up. Yeah, they're like Zerg. That has changed over time. Sure. Right. They kind of retconned it. Yeah, yeah, which is fine. That's fine. In a good way. It makes the story way more interesting. Um, yes. Let's see. Uh, if this movie does well, Duncan Jones gets to do the sequel. That's part of the deal. And he says if he does, he'll put a torrent in the sequel. So Oh, there's yeah. no torrent in this? It's ah. like, it sounds like a Kickstarter reward or something. <laughs> it's like, uh, yeah. if we get to the next level, we'll put a torrent in it. So there, so there you go, uh, Garrett. No torrent in this first movie. Sorry. No torrents. I mean, that's no fine trolls. as long as that's part of the, like, the storyline just doesn't really get there yeah um well, but what i what i got from this is they don't have plans to do a sequel yet no yeah that's my i think they're waiting to see how the movie <laughs> yeah. does yeah that's exactly right they Let's say if it Hollywood does well, well if we'll it's okay they say they'll do illidan arthas and any other stories they feel like if the movies do well so lots of ifs uh yeah. no matter i just want them to do three no matter what <laughs> do three um, they'll all tank we'll ever do three like we'll we'll all buy the dvd it says here there are only a few scenes in the movie where orcs and humans are in the same scene. That's weird to me. Isn't that hmm. weird? I mean, maybe the battle scenes don't count, but it seems strange that you that there are seen. I mean, do they do they mean that there weren't real people there when it was filmed, or do they mean, in the context of the story, there aren't orcs and humans hanging out? I mean, it much? looks. I could I, you know, honestly from the trailers, it looks like. Uh, it's a bit of a mystery to the orcs because there was that first trailer where you see a glimpse of an orc attacking a human and then they cut to the scene where a scout is explaining what happened to a group of, of you know, humans. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I could see where, like, it maybe it takes till you know, the third act where we, we finally really see the humans and orcs interacting. Hello, fellow party people. Let's take a minute to talk about a new sponsor to the show, Seat Geek. Talked about it at the top a little bit. Let me tell you a little bit more. You ever been frustrated by trying to buy tickets online? I know I have. My daughters are so into concerts right now. It's a huge pain in the butt. Most sites are way too complicated, and they try to sneak in these huge fees at checkout. That's why you guys need to try Seat Geek. Made it easier than ever for me and you to buy and sell sports tickets, concert tickets, and so on. Uh, it's the only place I ever go for tickets now. I have the app on my phone. You just got to go download it. So go get that. And then uh, let them take all the hassle and work out of shopping for tickets. They pull all the tickets available from other sites into one place. You save time and never miss a, a deal that would ever come across your table. You can even set alerts for upcoming games. And SeatGeek will let you know when the tickets uh, 
you know, fallen price. That seems amazing to me. Always an upfront about the price. No hidden fees. Not trying to sneak something in there. I want to make you guys a deal, though. How about an extra $20 rebate off your first SeatGeek purchase? That's SeatGeek, by the way. S-E-A-T-G-E-E-C-K. SeatGeek. And here's what you'll have to do. Download the free app. It's totally free. Get it on your phone. Then go to the settings tab and click add a promo code. When you do that, add the code instance. One word. Instance. That'll get you 20 bucks off your first ticket purchase. Download the free SeatGeek app and enter the promo code INSTANCE today and get that $20 SeatGeek. They're amazing and you guys should check them out. Thanks, SeatGeek. All right, let's talk about Heroes of the Storm for a second. Tracer's out for everybody, not just the people who pre-ordered Overwatch, so that's good. And uh, I've been talking to some people. I really like her, by the way. I think she's great. A lot of people say she's kind of a one-trick pony, that she just sort of blinks around and is uh, annoying, and that is uh, there's not a huge... I mean, they, they always talk about what a high skill cap she has, but really her ability to get out of trouble is making her too easy to play. I'm curious if you guys have a take on uh, the first couple of weeks of Tracer. I think she's great. I, uh, I like I said, it really hasn't changed since last week. I, I, I think she's a fantastic player to, or, uh, character to play, uh, and I'm I'm super impressed with how they translated her from Overwatch into Heroes of the Storm. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I also think she's one of the most annoying characters to play against. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, she's Which frustrating however, as hell. Yeah. However, Kyle and I Cho galled it up last night. Uh oh. I was Cho. I took Twilight <laughs> Hammer, which you know shoves people back, and there is there's no feeling, gentlemen, greater in this world than getting on the opposite side of a tracer and just you know, smacking her into your entire team. Just, oh, yeah. she, just flying her back into your team and her just exploding. Yeah, it's pretty good. Uh, there's, uh, I, w- I want to say Brightwing's pretty good against her um, or has some pretty nice deterrence. Polymorph uh, is very strong against Tracer. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's great with her. Um, I'll tell you who's bad against her. Uh, Jaina, just worthless. Um, yep, Murky. Murky is uh, terrible. Yeah, can't do anything with her. Um, I had a tough time with Murky. It's the first time, time it's, it's the first time in the game where I really am feeling that that divide though between who can who can be uh, who who can handle her and who can't. You know, like it just feels very. Well, it's like unless you've got so and so or whatever on your team, she's just going to annoy the living shit out of you. But there are those mm. moments, dude, where uh, stitches will hook her. Oh. And it's like impossible to hit that, right? Like she almost has to yep. like blink into the hook to get it right. And when it happens, like I feel like the whole team erupts in joy and we don't even care if we win yep. at that point. Um, she's great though. Pretty amazing. I like her. She fits well in the game. The intro is cool. The music's amazing. Uh, Tracer, everybody. Catch her. <laughs> um, <laughs> all right, let's talk about Old Gods and Hearthstone. That happened. This is the week. You guys have already had an angry chicken about it. You don't have to go into that level of detail, obviously, because we'd rather send people to the show to listen to it. But um, You don't want to stick around for another two and a half hours? <laughs> yeah. I mean, two it's and a half hour segment. This is a big show. deal. I, I'll, tell you the, I'll tell you my first impression, because I haven't had a lot of time to be in it, but I want to at least give some props to that team for something I thought was really good. When I got in, for the first time in any of the expansions or any of the major patches, it was really good about telling me what had changed. And uh, mm-hmm. it didn't feel too tutorially, but also at the same time, it was enlightening because I didn't know some of that stuff was going to happen. Like, it never occurred to me that all my existing decks that I liked were going to get dinged in standard, and I needed to convert them and put cards in the place of the ones that were going away. And Yeah, that's the thing that I was probably the most pleasantly surprised by, was yeah. the, the, the deck builder, uh, you can open up your decks, which probably... 
in most cases are all now wild if you've had them around for a little while yeah. and you can go in and, and hit a button that says convert to standard and it, it 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 grays out the cards that are in there that are not standard legal and, and basically points them and says these are what you need to replace and I thought that was incredibly clever and something I didn't feel that they had to do but uh, clearly a lot of effort went into it and I think it's 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 great for returning players or, and heck even I feel like if I wasn't doing a show about Hearthstone, I would probably really appreciate that information. Oh yeah, look, I, I was in. I, I got in thinking I was going to have to go do a bunch of deck building, and instead, I was in and out of there very quickly with a couple of quick replacements, and I was playing a game quicker. Like they really got people through that <laughs> without much work, and you didn't have to go manually do a bunch of things. And it was just nice. The you know the tavern dude walking you through stuff, telling you what this is, what that is, real quick looks at what changed. And bam, you know, seemed like a better experience overall. Very easy now to know how to switch between wild and standard. And uh, if they hadn't shown me, I wouldn't know what that dumb icon was. Yeah, it actually forces you to click it too. So you you physically see where the button is because it isn't, yeah, it's, it isn't obvious, but it's where it's supposed to be, I think. Yeah. And it's, yeah, it's a lot impressive. of the stuff, like you said, is, is very much a walks you through right away. It tells you all the cards that were changed because there's a whole bunch of them all at once. Um, and yeah, the, the UI changes and the, the, the addition of all of these options where you click over it and you can change it back and forth between standard and wild is really, all really important and done the right way, I think. Yeah. But the other thing is for a player like you, Scott, did, did you buy, by the way, did you buy the pre-order packs or what was your, so I didn't did do, I haven't bought anything yet. Um, okay. I mainly cause I just haven't gotten around to doing anything, but so I haven't even gotten the old gods, uh, expansion yet. Because by logging in, though, yeah. you will get three packs. Yeah, I did get those. Okay. So and that then I got you win two games, mm -hmm. you will get five more packs. Right. And then you win seven more games, and you will get five more packs. Yeah. So there's 13 free packs just sitting there if you want them. How did they... Uh, um, they've never done that before. Like, that's a awesome... Not this amount. Yeah. No, uh, no not that amount. They've given free GBG packs just for logging in. three packs or something, right? And then... Yeah, just for logging in. So, yeah. so the, I mean, is the, is it just to, I mean, it's to get people playing, obviously that's one motivation. Yeah, it's with that, to give but. you a head start so that you can then decide, oh, I really like these cards. Maybe I'll need to buy some more to, you know, it, it's, it's just to get you your foot in the door. Um, I have two free to play accounts and I went through those and got the free packs on those two. And the, the true free to play, free to play account, the uh, one that I have on the Asian servers, yeah. it was definitely a much more difficult experience. Mm. Because I had to make a very specific deck, you know, a, a zoo deck that's not really that great. Um, but it was doable. And at rank 25, you can totally, you know, you're playing other people who don't have a lot of cards either. And then it was really cool how the old gods cards, you like, would earn some packs and you go open them. And then immediately some of those cards were good and went into your deck. Nice. Um, so it, I like that the whole way that it kind of rolls out like that. Like, oh, here's three packs. You want to play a little bit? We'll give you some more. And it just incentivizes you to go out and, and actually do some games, mm -hmm. no matter what your collection looks like. And then once you get that, it's like, well, here's even more. And they're teasing you and like you can get some more packs. Yeah. So, you know, just that whole thing was awesome because it just felt like, OK, I can get I can actually get a head start here mm -hmm. um, before I really decide whether I want to jump into this or not. Deck you know? recipes Deck have been uh, I, you guys can tell me if I'm wrong or not, but I don't remember them saying when you, you know, you're given these kind of pre-built deck recipes that you can build decks out of. 
I don't remember it saying yeah. the, the, down at the bottom that you have so many cards out of so many that you'll need to make this recipe. Is that new? Because no, that's great. They, no, I think they always did, but they changed a bunch of recipes now. And now if you have like less than a certain amount, it's a grayed out recipe. Mm. It doesn't even, you can't even really do it. Right. Uh, but when you, so I clicked through a bunch because I did this on, on those free to play accounts too. I was like, well, what? What, which one of these recipes do I actually have the cards for? Yeah. And ended up playing a Malagos Rogue deck because I actually had Malagos. Um, and it worked. And I won a bunch of games. And it was great. That's awesome. I love that part. Um, anything, Garrett, about the expansion that you, I don't know, don't like? <laughs> some, I mean, <laughs> oh, so far it's pretty unanimous good. praise. Everyone loves the thing. So I, yeah, I, it's, it, I mean, it's, it's really good. They did a fantastic job. Um, no, Garrett doesn't like Yogg-Saron. <laughs> Yeah, I don't like Yogg-Saron. Uh, <laughs> it's just, it's the most elaborate coin flip in the world. Either it's really bad for your opponent or it's really bad for you. And either way, it just feels like, well, there was nothing that could have been done. Yeah. Uh, for the record, we all hated Yogg-Saron before. And, and just from the lore perspective, he's he kind of He is Yogg-Saron, though. I mean, he is doing what Yogg-Saron did in yeah, World of Warcraft. It's a brilliant is, design of a stuff. Yeah. Like, if yeah. you're going to design Yogg-Saron, that's a really really clever way to design him yeah just overall i mean it's just growing pains of a new uh of a new expansion i'm losing a lot mm-hmm. uh you know, a lot of the you know when when Cthune or 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 yogg-saron come down it definitely feels like nothing really could have been done yeah um yeah. and a lot of and a lot of times even if you survive Cthune, for example and then you have an answer for Cthune, damage has already been done chances are the board has been cleared and so much damage has been done to you that it's very very difficult to come back um and uh, but again, I think it's just growing pains. I think eventually we're going to figure this out. I think uh, I think there's going to be a new premium on healing uh, in Hearthstone. Uh, previously, it hasn't all, honestly been all that important. Um, I mean, anti Keelbot was a huge, very impactful card, but it was just because it was such high value uh, for what you were getting. Yeah. But I, I, I wouldn't be surprised to see a lot more healing make it into decks uh, mm-hmm. with the advent of freaking Cthulhu. <laughs> Well, it's yeah. great if you don't follow um, the game very closely. It was also really nice to log in and say and have it go. Oh, by the way, here are all the classic cards that are changing. Here are the new yeah, numbers absolutely. and why. I they, mean, we've, you know, we've been, great. I think, really critical um, about Hearthstone's like their their launch hype and how they handle their launch events on on the Angry Chicken. Mm-hmm. And I do think, without a doubt, by a landslide victory, that this is the the most impressive, the best launch of any new content they've ever done with Hearthstone. Wow. That's high praise, man. Good. So one thing I'm going to say though, uh, Yog Saron may be a, an elaborate coin flip, but he's he's such a cool card because um, I had a game the other day where I was playing against a rogue, and I was playing uh, as a warrior, and we got to the end, and he was out of cards. He had one card left, right? And I was at 25 health or something. I was like, wow, there's no way this guy can ever win this game from here. He's completely out of damage. And then he played Yogg-Saron, and, and it cast, like, 18 spells or something. Some of those being, like, I think he got a Burgle or something like that at some point. And he won that game from, from fatigue, having no cards left. And it was one of the most awesome things as, as a losing player uh-huh. uh, to watch. Because it was just like, you know, all this crazy stuff went down. It cast a quality on his own minions, and then it killed a bunch of them. Then it made more minions, and uh, it was awesome. I really enjoyed it. Yeah. So. Like I, I love that there's stuff like that in the game now because I always wanted there. I, I didn't like that the game was all about how fast could I make my deck? How can I make the faster deck than you? Uh, now we've got decks where the bombs are bombs, man. Yeah. Like when Yogg comes down, that's a bomb. You win now. 
when when Cthulhu comes down, it's a bomb. You win now. Hmm. Uh, that didn't really exist in the game before, and so they've really kind of changed fundamentally how Hearthstone is played in a huge way. And no other expansion has done that. And that to me is the most exciting thing because before we talked about this on the chicken. Before content would come out, and then you just plug it into your existing archetypes, right? Yeah. It's like, oh, well, now, now I can put that card into my freeze mage. Cool, thanks. Now, now I can summon two one one trance at the beginning of my game as a druid, and as nothing druid, else yeah. has changed. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. So you know that was the way Hearthstone was working, it, and now with standard and everything, it's just flipped the whole damn thing. And like Garrett was saying, at first I was just losing like crazy, yeah. but it was just taking me a while to kind of wrap my head around. Uh, this new landscape and now i've made some decks that i think are really really good and none of it is net decked but just me tinkering and figuring stuff out and that process has been super fun last night i was up until about 4 a.m not streaming just playing and tinkering and doing stuff like that because i was just wanted to that's great um yeah and that you know hearthstone hearthstone needs to feel that way every you know few months for it to really keep this momentum you know i agree so, it feels good, good it job feels, team five yeah it feels so fresh so insanely fresh good uh we have some freshness in the way of diablo today uh season stick six sticks season sticks season six starts tonight uh all Whee! points signed to the demon hunter being the class to pay uh, to make this time around his um his uh set or his or her set that you get at the end as a given by doing the season is supposed to be unbelievable, and all the guys who who theory craft the hell out of this game every season are saying the Demon Hunter is the way to go this time. Uh, I, however, in usual fashion, I'm not in the mood for Demon Hunter. We'll probably go Wizard again or something. Um, anyway, I like these seasons. I'm excited. I'll be playing that. You guys gonna dip in? What do you think? I uh-huh. have I have to find that non combat cow pet. Yeah, dude. I, I need it. <laughs> <laughs> Those bastards. They keep putting these things in there. And just like, oh, I gotta have that thing. I gotta get that thing. More things to have. That game. I, I always love a, an excuse to get back into Diablo. Um, yeah. And I and I love the seasons because it, it it just has this social effect where it's like, oh, all my friends are playing Diablo again. Cool. I'll get in. Yep. Yep. Um, yeah, I'll be doing some of that tonight. So I'm looking forward to that. It's, it differs on time when people get it. I think it's six my time or something. Which would be, which would be eight Eastern eight for me. Yeah, yeah, I think eight Eastern. Right. If it's six for you, I think that's right. Which is five Pacific. So, might be. Yeah. It might be six. Hmm, now I'm not sure. Anyway, I'm about to look it up. I meant to put that in here. Uh, finally, before we get to some emails and calls, Overwatch is open beta starts very soon. Then you get the early access thing, which is a lot like a beta, and then you get the game. Um, I'm convinced that even though this seems a little weird and confusing, that they're going full open beta, and then early access, and then the final game is this is one more unofficial load testing don't want to have any server problems at launch kind of move and well you uh, get you get early access to the open beta correct. if you pre-ordered your open beta starts two days before everyone else correct so you'll you'll get access yes but it's it's a little it's a little weird in that it's they have these one weekender things they have this nine month thing for a lot of us and then they have this other weekend that was barely not even a weekend and now they got like this other weird phase I think it's all in service of Blizzard never wanting to have a problem at launch, and they don't. Yeah. They don't want to have a problem here. And I am. I am missing that game. I have withdrawals from it. Uh, get the shakes thinking about what Junkrat could be doing. Um. Yeah, I need it. By back. the way, today is the last day to pre-order it. Oh yeah, twenty ninth, right? Yeah. So if you're listening to this, the day it came out and you haven't pre-ordered yet, and you want to get into the beta sooner, 
Yeah. Now's your chance. Yeah. Better do it. Get out there and, and make it happen. All right. Also, yeah, I think you still get Tracer for free in Heroes if you yeah, I think so. order the Origins Edition. Yeah, if it you still do counts it, as a pre-order. You yeah. just have to do it right now. You'll be okay. Is it Origins Edition? I thought you got it with the other one, too. But now I'm confused. No, I'm pretty sure it's Origins Edition only, okay. I think, for if you want Tracer. And that's the one with the other skins and stuff, so that's a good thing. To yeah. Have. Yeah. Who doesn't want grass and butterflies on their bastion? Come on, guys. I want them. I'm not going to lie. Um, all right. You know what's going to be a little shocking, though, when that game comes out? All of our skins and stuff we earned for, you know, since last fall, <laughs> gone. <laughs> We're not going to have any of that stuff. We're going to have no money. We're going to have no skins. It's going to be raw ass. Speaking of vanilla games, we're getting van- we're getting vanilla Overwatch in a couple yeah, of weeks. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to have to save up and buy my well-played emote all over again. Indeed. Or spray. Sorry, my spray. Yeah. Save all your money for your sprays, dude. All right. Let's do this. Here ye, hear ye. Why, it's the town crier. <laughs> town crier is where we take your emails and phone calls. We'll rip through these real quick as we're going a little bit long. Uh, they come to us at 801-471-0462. Leave us voicemails there. We'll play them on the show. Or you can email us, theinstance at gmail.com. We will start with a call. comes from this guy about this. Hello, Instance crew. I'm just wondering, have any of you guys played Overwatch with a controller yet? I was trying to picture if I want to play this on the PS4 or my PC, but I'm just plugging the PS4 controller into the beta now, and it's working pretty well. I know everyone has their own preferences, but it's worth a thought experiment to at least try it out if you haven't already. You're just going to get your butt handed to you, though. Like, yeah. There's nothing well, wrong in, with controller control. In the control. PC, in the PC world, yeah, yeah, that's what yeah. I mean. Like, There's uh, nothing wrong with a control scheme on a controller when everyone else has that, but the precision you get with keyboard and mouse will make you everyone's fodder constantly. Like you yeah, can't compete. Yeah. They, they also design, there's, there's different design considerations on the console version of Overwatch. And I cannot remember, and I'm sorry, I can't remember where the article was, but they, they did a, a, a big blog about it, um, about all the different uh, things that went into the console version of Overwatch. So uh, I think it's going to be totally fine. Um, and I, I have had other buddies who have plugged in their controller as well just to try it out. Mm-hmm. Uh, they got their butt handed to them, but they said the game felt fine, felt natural. Mm-hmm. Sure. And, uh, yeah, it is I mean, good. Yeah, no, we're all used to moving around in shooters. It's just the, the difference between how you can aim with a mouse to how you can aim with a controller with a joystick is mm-hmm. just so insanely different. Yeah, so. how you spin yeah. around, how you get precision, the console likely has. You have has. to have aim assist in, yep. in in those games or else it just you never hit anything yeah it's rough yeah, so yeah. so not, not, i mean not not to mention i mean if you can if blizzard can make a successful version of diablo work on the console i think they can make something that makes you know we see on consoles more often which is a you know a first person shooter i think that's fine yeah. i'm not oh, worried shoot, yeah that. i'm not worried about them at all like the bases those two console bases are going to have a great time and it's going to fit right in their wheelhouse and it's going to you know they're already playing call of yeah. duty or a million other shooters that's going to be fine it's using that whole control scheme it's going to feel great but i also plugged a controller into the pc version it felt great. It's they've clearly taken the time to make that a good experience. But as soon as I got into a game, I just, you can't win. Now there'll yeah, be no, some outlier no. dude, some weirdo on Twitch will show up uh, beating everybody with his controller. That'll happen, and he'll be amazing, and it'll be this great sensation. But he is not your typical player. I guarantee it. He'll be yeah, some no, fluke. No. Yeah. Do, do I want to play it with a controller? No. No. Do I think it'll yeah. play just fine with one when it comes out on console? Yes. Yes. But I, I would go ahead and, and tell people, if you have any thoughts that you're going to play this game for any long amount of time and you're debating between the two formats, just go PC because this is where the game will exist and will be played competitively. It's where you will see things like tournaments and open stuff and all that kind of... It's not... Because the PC 
community is going to be smaller and it's going to be a little bit more fragmented. It's just going to be people who just play by themselves. Yeah. So if you're someone who's interested in the community and all that kind of stuff, please buy it on PC. That yeah. would be a better choice for you. And then play with us. Yep. We'll be happy yeah. to yeah, do exactly. it. Yeah, exactly. Come on. Uh, I got an email here from, let's see, this is from Paul W., if that is his real name, says this. Maybe you guys have already answered this before, but do you have any other video game movie that you can name that you liked? There's a lot of people people worried about Warcraft. Oh, Silent Hill, interesting. I never saw it. Was it good? It's so deeply disturbing and messed up and disgusting, and I love it. Wow. Uh, it's got Ed Stark I never in saw it. the sequel. I heard the sequel was bad, but I really like the first Silent Hill movie. Okay, I yeah. need to finally okay. get around to seeing that. Dills, you think of anything that jumps out? Oh man, it's all pretty uh, shitty. Um, <laughs> it's all kind of bad. It's all pretty bad. Yeah, like yeah. even the Prince of Persia movie, which did well and wasn't completely awful. Not that. Well, okay, it just wasn't yeah. that good. Yeah, I'll say that I really liked The Wizard when I was a little kid. But that's <laughs> not really a video game movie. It's just a movie about. It's Fred the Savage ultimate video game games. movie. Are you kidding me? Yeah. You got the glove in there and the Mario yeah. 3. And war all. games? Yeah, war games. Uh, Matthew Broderick. That was great. Uh, but actual video game movies? Like, I I, I ironically enjoy Mortal Kombat. But... Actually, actually, no. The first one, the first Mortal Kombat. Yeah, it was, it was not actually, a bad movie. I loved it when I was little. I mean, when it came out, I was like it's, super excited about yeah, that movie. It was good. I, I, I mean, I, I got to hand it to him. I think, I think honestly, for that first one, the second one is such a huge pile of trash. It's hysterical. But yeah. that first one, I mean, way to take almost nothing and make a pretty damn good movie. Yeah, for its time, yeah. it was all right. It was okay. Yeah, they like invent. They invented story for that essentially because you know the story of Mortal Kombat is loose. And somewhat there. Yeah. Oh, we got these guys fighting to the death, and it's a tournament of some sort. Yeah. But then yeah. they actually, you know, gave us the lore behind it and all that. And it's fine. It's my favorite thing Scorpions. about Man, Man in the High Castle is it's, there's this Japanese actor who's really somber and a very quiet portrayal on that show. It's very, very good. And this was just last season or a year ago that I saw this, or less than a year ago. And uh, realized the day I realized that that's Shang Tsung from the Mortal Kombat movie just about blew my freaking mind. Oh, I love that actor. <laughs> oh, he's great, dude. He's he like plays the, such a good villain. Yeah, it's it's he's insane. Super, he's super cool. Anyway, uh, for me, I was actually going to say the Prince of Persia movie. I I didn't hate. I didn't walk out of there hating that thing. What about that first Hitman movie? That was okay, right? Um, the one didn't, with didn't the, see it. Um, didn't Justified. See it. What's I thought his it was name? all right. I actually watched the last one. Um, now that they've got you know several of these or whatever, just because I was on a plane and it was on. Yeah. And it was enjoyable. Yeah. The the character like itself is just you know you're kind of used to seeing this character now. Sure, but it was fine. It's a nice the action was good. Little throwaway movie. It's fine. Yeah, we're, we're yeah. all yeah, hoping it's a movie you don't care about and never think about again. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. Of know. course, but what we're all hoping, you know, hope, maybe hope against hope that that Warcraft will be will break the chain and be something special on its own and stand alone and and take it beyond where it is now and and do for. You know, I mean, there was a day where if you made a comic book movie, it was going to be shit no matter how hard you tried in the 50s or 60s. Um, we yeah. figured it out now. And there will come a time when this this medium of video games will translate quite well to movies. It's just we're not there yet. And, and, I, and I think they hope and we all hope that Warcraft maybe breaks the mold. So we'll see. Yeah, they've, they've got a lot to pull from. They, they do. I, I think they could do it. They, they just need to do it right. Yep. I'm, uh, there's a lot of lot riding on this. So June 11th or 10th, whatever it is. Look forward to it. Um, so what do you guys think? Oh, there's another email from Sean Cook who says, what do you guys think Blizzard, or do you think Blizzard will ever make an MMO again? Uh, well, Sean, 
I'm not so sure anymore. I used to kind of think for yeah. sure they would, but I don't know that, that I, it's not even in their control so much as it is like, what is an MMO anymore? Like, like who cares? Is the division the new MMO? Is is things like Destiny the new MMO? Are we out of that that place where it's this slow, gradual RPG fantasy type experience where it can be a giant juggernaut multi-seller? And why do they need to if if WoW has the biggest numbers and the and the number is about five million and nobody can ever get to that anyway? Like why would they? Uh, Titan was a huge. I think failure. we all used to think. For sure, Blizzard would one day make another MMO. Yeah. Well, they at, were at working point. on another one at yeah. one point. Yeah. And that's but I mean, it was just seemed why. like yeah. it just seemed like a foregone conclusion at one point on this show that yeah, at some point this will be the end of, of you know World of Warcraft's time, and then a new MMO will come along that Blizzard will make, and they'll be king of the MMO again. Yeah. And I think that yeah. was just a lot of people's perception, but the fact is, it's not really that. You know, if Blizzard wanted to make another MMO, they probably would make the most popular one. But do they really want to make another MMO? I think is really the, the issue here. Yeah, yeah. I, don't I, think so. I, I, I never, I never say never because given enough time, who knows what happens? But I don't think any time in the relatively near future uh, is that going to happen. Yeah, it feels there. It feels their like philosophy as a company has changed so much. Yeah, it has, and I don't, I don't know that the new direction mandates it the way it might have felt like it used to or something like wow two is not a thing i think we'll ever see um not that i thought we were i, I never thought wow two was actually in the cards but uh I, maybe i thought the game would evolve and eventually become a game that was sort of wow 2.0 a lot of people called uh Draenor that when it came out um but i i get the feeling that they're probably just gonna play this game forever and they'll have other experiences to do but never say never like it, there are some there are some points where you know you know that overwatch rose from the ashes of titan there's nothing that doesn't say that you don't start with this game, this great shooter, and then you don't make other genres in that world. And there's nothing that says that Blizzard couldn't one day uh, figure out a, a way to make something on the scale of, I don't know, Destiny's a bad example because I don't think Destiny's that great. But but Destiny, the the um, the other one I mentioned a minute ago, The Division. The Division. Those, yeah, these these kind of like console, even though Destiny is also on the PC, these, these kind of backdoor MMOs. It's, they're, you know, they're, they're taking a lot. There's a lot of Diablo influence. There's a lot of Guild Wars influence. There's obviously a lot of World of Warcraft influence. Sure. Um, but for, they're way, they're a lot more approachable and they deal with smaller, you know, social groups and party sizes and stuff like that. I would love to see Blizzard's take on that. I would too. I want it in the StarCraft universe. And by the way, before you send your yes, emails, that, he, that, he, he meant Division on PC, not Destiny. We know. I just, just you said destiny. Say, but yeah, but I knew what you meant, and I'm just I'm stopping a stem of emails who will go. Hey, um, two actually, games that are really similar that start with D. <laughs> exactly, but but you know, Blizzard could do a really interesting take on that. Set it in the StarCraft universe, revitalize that lore because RTSs are kind of in the stinker right now, and uh, you know, like there's lots they could do. But uh, yeah, who knows? I'd love to know. see the world of. I'd love to see the universe of StarCraft from a non-isometric point of view. Yeah. A lot of people argue, and I don't know how you guys feel about this, but like a Skyrim level single player focused experience in, in the Warcraft world would be really neat. I don't think they'll ever do it, but I would love to play in that world. And, uh, you know, that is that is money I would no longer possess yeah. if that ever became available. I would spend it and I'd spend it in a heartbeat. And I don't mean like, oh, it's wow offline. I mean, like, you know, beef up those graphics. Give us an engine that makes sense for that kind of game. Give us the depth and breadth of a of, of a Skyrim Bethesda kind of experience in an RPG environment. Put it in that world. The characters we know and love. Oh man, that's all I'd do. 
I'd play that for years and make it moddable, like extend the life of that thing. People still doing weird stuff in Skyrim like five years later, six years later. Yep. Give anyway. me a VR helmet. I'll never leave my home again. Yeah. I'd be all right. Um, all right. I know, actually, that's a good question. Do you guys think Blizzard does anything with VR ever? think we're getting kind of like uh i don't know feels like everybody's bandwagoning on that why not them i'm i'm sure we'll get support for their games i don't think uh, again in the near future i don't think we're gonna see any like specific targeted vr experience from them here's what i expect and here's what i want i want dills on one side with his helmet on i want me on the other side with my (laughs) helmet on and i want out in front of me because it's turned out this has been like the the hit weird genre of vr so far these are the experiences everyone's raving about and that's like third-person experiences, whether it's platformers or strategy games or whatever. But I want a table with a, with a three-dimensional Hearthstone board, and I want to be able to lay cards out on this thing, and I want to be able to see a represent, <gasps> representation of Dills on the other side. Yeah, that'd be sweet. That's what I want. That sounds amazing. Yeah, like actually yeah. pick them up and like grab them and put them like on the other. Like I attack this one. Yeah, you know? that'd be. It'd be amazing, wouldn't it? Well, I mean, there are a few. There are a few of these already out there. You can find. And there's some in development, but you can find card game type battler games or whatever, Magic the Gathering style stuff out there. So they exist. I just think it's the perfect application for a game they already have in development. You know, like if they're going to apply yeah. VR to something they already make, that's a no brainer, man. And it would but just. I want when you play the card, I want them to turn into like the little, you know, like Star Wars where they have the <laughs> chess game with the little moving guys. Yep. They turn into the actual characters. So like I put amazing. Leroy down, then he just turns into Leroy. Yeah. That'd be amazing. Yeah, I would love that. And, it's, and, it, and it's it and it doesn't look like the penny arcade art. It's literally a vanilla human model. Yeah, uh, from World of Warcraft with <laughs> yeah. the the heart tabard. Yeah, his shitty polygon count and his dumb yeah, mustache. Yeah. That'd be amazing. Anyway, uh, thanks for your feedback, everybody. We love your emails and your calls. You can send those to again eight zero one four seven one zero four six two or email us the instance at gmail dot com. It's gonna do it for us. Uh, swing around the table and see what other people are up to. Uh, Garrett, why don't you, uh, as our guest, why don't you tell us what's going on with you? Where can people find you? What's up? Everything I do can be found on amove.tv. That includes the Angry Chicken and Into the Nexus. Uh, but folks should definitely check out CreateCon. It's a small convention I'm putting on this July in Orlando, Florida. Come on out and uh, see a live Angry Chicken, live Into the Nexus. Uh, Tom Merritt's going to be there, Brian Brushwood, Justin Robert Young, a bunch of awesome folks doing a bunch of awesome podcasts. CreateConvention.net for tickets and details. That sounds all right. Dills, what's going on with you, man? Uh, check out the stream twitch.tv slash SF. the YouTube channel is also twi- uh, youtube.com slash sf. I'm still dumping video from San Francisco Got so mo- I just filmed the entire time I was there mm. but uh, so I'll probably do is I'm just going to throw up a little quick thing today of just some of the gameplay from the launch day I got some, some decent games I can throw up in there and then a, a, a short a short talk about um, trans people using the bathroom and what I think about that. All right. Uh, so that'll all be happening, I think, probably today. That's That kind of stuff will be on my YouTube channel. It's going to be more like just me kind of talking uh, about whatever and then some gameplay. So, yes. you know, people are into that kind of thing. That's where to find it. All right. That sounds good to me. Uh, Patrick's still in Japan. Back on the show soon, though. His two months are almost up. Actually, yeah. wins. He did a spectate a Hearthstone game of mine last night. <laughs> oh, he did. Um so, yeah, so that was cool. I yeah. get to say what's up. It's like nine o'clock in the morning for him or something. Um, <laughs> yeah, so he'll be uh, he'll be back on the show soon. Also, Terpster on his way to Scotland today, so we wish him the best. And of course, Yogs are on speed. Uh, that's gonna do it. Thanks to AGR AlphaGeekRadio.com. You can go there and listen to live shows every time they're on live and archived. Uh, it's awesome. If you haven't been checking out AGR, you should. They do a lot of work for my shows and for these guys for the stuff they do. 
So live yep. showings of a lot of what's going on in A-Move and Frog Pants and uh, DTNS and everywhere else, go to AGR. That's alphageekradio.com uh, today and check that out. Theinstance.net is our website. At Instance Show, at Scott Johnson, at Willie Dills, at Garrett Art, at the underscore T, and at not Patrick or all the Twitter accounts. You can also find us uh, on uh, the, the website, frogpants.com slash uh, wow. And the best part about that is there are other shows there. So spend some time looking at stuff that you might like on the Frog Pants Network. It's going to do it for us, for me, for Dills, and for Garrett. We'll see you next time. Change of music gets festival organizers in trouble with fans. It's the Overly Dramatic News. I'm Hunts the Wind. Spring is a special time of the year for the night elves of Darnassus, and they celebrate the blossoming anew of life with multiple parties, parades, and festivals. One of the most well-known is the Tri-Brancha Theater Festival, held in a living amphitheater carved out of the base of the Great Tree Teldrassil near Rutheran Village. Since the village is also a busy port, tradition holds that the festival kicks off with a brief performance by the men and women who man the elven merchant fleet, in which they give a preview of the places they will visit in the months ahead, a sort of coming attractions, if you will. Tradition also holds that the music accompanying this performance is provided by the Merchant Guild Band, but this year a scheduling conflict left festival organizers scrambling for a replacement. They settled on a new group made up of adolescent druids, perhaps seeking to appeal to a younger audience. However, when the curtain lifted, the druids all changed to bear form and began to play a percussion-heavy piece of music by literally walking, jumping, and hopping on their instruments. The audience was taken aback by the complete mismatch between what was being presented on stage and the musical accompaniment. Many got up and left, complaining that they didn't want to watch the coming attraction sailors while listening to Cub Step. Broadcasting across all Azeroth, I'm Hunts the Wind. Check out the archives at OverlyDramaticNews.com or follow me on Twitter at Hunts the Wind. Fall in, soldiers. This is the Rated Battleground. I'm Winstead, the Battleground Commander, and this is your Tactical Minute. When it comes to queuing into a random battleground, the only thing that they really have in common is the objectives. Though objectives change, the simple fact of the matter is, is that if you want to win the battleground, you have to pay attention to the objectives. Whether it's capturing a flag or defending a point for resources, understanding and completing objectives is the only way to win. So what does this mean for us soldiers? Stop fighting on the road and stay focused on the objectives. The lure of fighting to be top damage and top heals is tempting, but if the objectives are neglected, then you lose. So communicate, call out incomings, and work as a group to complete objectives and win the day. If you have any questions or comments about this Tactical Minute, feel free to get a hold of me at Winstead84 on Twitter, or come join us at The Rated Battleground Podcast, found on iTunes, Stitcher, and Pod. And now, here are your orders. You are to log in, queue up, and take over that objective, leaving your enemies with nothing to do but to object your victory. This show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Get more at frogpants.com.